Sport. Grandstand cricket. There you go. That's it for the day. You can hear the bales. And that is Stumps. This is Grandstand at Stumps. On ABC Radio. ABC Sport Digital. And take us with you on the ABC Listen app. What a day of test cricket it was at the WACA ground. It was hot. It was tough. South Africa in all sorts. All out in their first innings for 76. And then a great response as Masabata Class was able to take three wickets Finished with three for 39 and got some big scalps. Litchfield for four, Perry for three, McGrath for a duck. And the Australians in real trouble at three for 12. And that's about a class from South Africa is good enough to join us. Firstly, congratulations on your performance. Tell us a little bit about how tough was it out there today? Temperatures reaching, well, above 41 degrees. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me. And I must say that uh, the weather today, it was so hot, but then... We cannot always complain about how hot it is. We might just get over it. But in today's game, I think I enjoyed it more uh, because it was my first test game today. So it's actually nice on your debut to get uh, three quick weekends. What was it like coming back with the team being all out for 76? I imagine there would have been a few questions in the change rooms. What was it like in there? To be honest, it wasn't a performance that we wanted from the first half. But I must say, the bowling, we, we went there and then we sit down. We said, if they can't take us out on that score, we might as well go and do that. Was it the wicket? Was it poor shot selection? What do you think was the problem to be all out for 76? Which for South Africa is certainly, I think, your lowest ever scoring test match cricket. Yeah, it was a very disappointing score. And I think the girls also are very disappointed. But I won't say it was a bad decision or whatsoever. It happens to everyone. So today, unlike it was our top uh, better, so it was unfortunate for us. How did you feel for Elisa Healy being out for 99? Oh, oh. <laughs> to be honest, it's so sad. But yet again, it works in our favour because she's been beating for long. So taking her out, it was actually the big wicket for us. How did you find the wicket out there? There's so much talk about the WACA ground wicket around the world. It's one of the iconic venues in Test cricket. What was it like for you as a bowler? The wicket uh, actually played very well. I don't know if you checked the first uh, first inning for well, the Australia were bowling. But then when we came back, it was also there was quite movement there. So I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make use of that swing. So I think it worked. That's how I got my wicket. 175 runs behind at the moment. The Australians have still got five wickets in hand. What can South Africa do in this test from here? Uh, we come back tomorrow. We come back strong. And then we must just stick to our plans, which is bowling outside line every time. We mustn't get tired. It's also a game of patience. So we must just be patient. So you get will come. That's about a class is with us here on Grandstand at Stumps. Nikki Shaw's got a couple of questions. <laughs> I do. Um, this first test match... How are you going to recover your body to, to bowl again like you did in your first spell today? By the way, you bowl beautifully. Thank Loved you. watching it. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to say because of we have the, the fitness and strength conditioning, mm-hmm. so it's going to be up to him what to do. But then likely we, I think after this I'll go to ice bath and then stretch a bit. So mentally get ready for tomorrow as well. Okay, well, good luck with your ice bath. Thank I you mean, very I used much. to hate them. <laughs> good luck. Nice. It does help. Thank you very much. Good luck for that. Good luck for tomorrow. Good luck for the rest of the test. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you very much. Thanks for being us. Thank you. Congratulations on the three wickets, Massive at a class three for 39. And she did cause a few problems early on for the Australians. We were stunned. The crowd was absolutely silent at three for 12. And then what a fight back it was at three for 12 as Beth Mooney was joined out in the middle by Elisa Healy. That's one of the great partnerships I've seen. 
And we're lucky enough to be joined by Beth Mooney. Beth, uh, mixed feelings at the moment. It's been a tremendous fight back, but goodness me, for yourself and for Elisa, we were feeling for you upstairs. Yeah, look, um, we're in a great position, but I've got to admit, it was a little bit flattening seeing Midge get out then. We're all, I uh, would have been really pumped if she managed to get three figures. Um, you know, and I was disappointed when I got out when I did, but um, at the start of the day, I would have taken 78 for sure. What was going on early doors? To have South Africa bowled for, for 76 and then to lose three for 12, we were wondering, were there, were there demons in this pitch? What was happening? Um, look, I thought South Africa actually bowled pretty well up front. They asked a lot of questions. Um, perhaps we probably were a little bit ill-disciplined early on, um, and we spoke a lot about that coming into the game, that you know, discipline early is really important because once you get in at the whacker, it's hard to stop people. Obviously, we saw, um, we've seen Belzy start really well and, and Midge take the game on too, so um, it's a beautiful place to bat once you get in, but it's bloody tough at the start. How do you find the Australians situated now? What do you make of it? 175 runs in advance, five wickets in hand. What Any discussions about what the plans are for tomorrow? Do you just bat and see what you can do? Are there any thoughts about maybe batting for time? What are you at at the moment? I don't know, mate. I got dragged down here for some media before they could talk oh. to me. But um... <laughs> You obviously don't discuss these things as you're sitting around on the bench. No, nah, I think um, we, you know, we're obviously in a pretty good spot, but I think the first sort of half an hour tomorrow and then... If we make it to the new ball, that, that will be quite tough if we can keep the South Africans out in the field as long as possible. And, you know, you bat long and well once and hopefully you don't have to bat again. So I'm guessing that will be the theory. Nikki Shaw and Sarah Elliott, our experts with us here on Grandstand at Stumps. Sarah? Yeah, Moons, love watching you bat. Congratulations. <laughs> really good to see your partner up there with Midgey. Um, question on Test cricket and where it fits in the multi-format. Was it really hard to adjust from the white ball to the red ball? Any thoughts on where it sits, a Test match? Yeah, I mean, both teams are in the same position, right? We, we only had a couple of days to prepare, but, you know, a lot of us have played a lot of cricket at the Wacker, so that helps. Um, you know, I do think in the context of the series, perhaps playing it first would be ideal. You know, you can get a bit more time to prepare. The touring party can probably play a, a three-day practice game and, and get used to the conditions a bit earlier. But um, it is it is tough, but um, it's something that isn't foreign to us either. We're used to chopping and changing formats pretty regularly. So whilst it's been tough, it's always a good challenge. And I think so good just to see South Africa playing a test, first ever one between the two teams. So that's the exciting bit. That's the good news story of it. Absolutely. Um, I think multi-format series are the way to go to, for us to get test matches in. So it'll be really nice to see other countries jump on board this format. Um, it certainly makes each game very interesting. You know, South Africa have to play well to win to draw the series overall. But um, I think going into the last game, it's always nice knowing that the series is still on the line. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well batted again. Thank you. Question one of the bowlers to see Darcy Brown get amongst the wickets on her return to Test cricket. Yeah, she bowled beautifully. I didn't help her out too much with that spilt catch um, early I on. Wasn't go- I wasn't going there. <laughs> I wasn't even going there. But thankfully, uh, Midge got, I think it was Bosch out a couple of balls later. So, um, yeah, she's, she's an unbelievable talent. She's a great kid. We love having her in the Australian team. She certainly is a breath, breath of fresh air and keeps us senior players feeling a bit young as well. Nikki Shaw's got a few questions. Got one question for you. Did you know... 
Um, you were one run away from yours and Midge's highest ever partnership together in international cricket. So your highest partnership is 156, yeah, and I you know. got 155 today. I didn't know that. But, <laughs> no, um, I didn't imagine you would. <laughs> I do know that Midge and I have had some great partnerships yeah. uh, in amongst both our careers, so it was actually a lot of fun out there batting with her. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks fun. <laughs> uh, absolute last one from us. Thank you, Beth, for coming across, and congratulations on all of us, by the way, for having uh, well, yourself added to the, the Wacker wall of fame for people that have been able to represent WA and then go on and represent Australia as well. How surprised were the group when you found out about Marazan Cap not playing? Uh, I mean, a little bit surprised, but not overly. I, I, you know, she's, she's a bit older now. Um, obviously played a lot of cricket for South Africa. Um, generally gets a little bit unwell at times too, so uh, it was disappointing to see her not on their team sheet today. I think it would have presented a, a huge challenge for us, and um, I did waste two days in the nets practising facing her, so <laughs> I'll have to have a chat to her about that. But, um, yeah, it is disappointing and, and disappointing for the Test match for sure. Good luck for what is to come. Thanks for having a chat to us. No worries. Thank you. Beth Mooney, good of her to always come down and have a yarn after her knock today. It was one of the highlights of the game, Beth Mooney, and she came together alongside Elisa Healy with the Australians in genuine trouble. They were three for 12 when they both combined and put on a 155-run stand. Mooney eventually out for 78. But the shock of the day, we've touched on it. It's worth repeating again. It was a captain's knock from Elisa Healy. She came out there with her team in genuine trouble. But once again, we've seen how cruel cricket can be. You can do everything right and get rolled one run shy of your century. Tuck up. Healy's hit it back to her and she's out. One run short of what would have been an incredible moment in her career. An outstanding contribution to day one from Elisa Healy. She shakes her head despondent, cannot believe she's just lifted. A full slower delivery back, a tired shot, Michelle Gosgo. And Tucker does well diving forward to take the wicket. Heartbreak for the Aussie skipper, who still has that 100 eluding her in Test match cricket. Oh, I can't believe what I've just seen. Healy did all that hard work. And that one there, she just tried to tuck it on the leg side for a single and just got a thickish outside edge, played across the wrong line. And you can understand, Healy has been out there all bar five overs of the day. And that one was a little bit of a tired shot. She deserved 100. She absorbed all that pressure. She'd done the right thing, got a really good partnership, rescued the Australian innings. And all she had to do was get one more run. And as often happens, the nervous 90, 90s have struck again. So unfortunately for Australia, Healy departs for 99. So one run shy of that 100 and also one run shy of being the first Australian woman to be able to score a century in all three formats. We thought at one stage Beth Mooney and Elisa Healy might have been able to do it together, not to be, but oh so close for Elisa Healy. And I'll ask you first, Sarah, your thoughts on that innings cricket again, proving that you can have some highs, but you're never far away from having just a moment like that where everything seems to come crashing apart. I couldn't believe it. She was out for 99. Oh, she'll be so flat this evening, I think. I think it's just the exhaustion as well. She's, like, put her whole heart on the line. Um, so she's going to be pretty shattered. Beautiful innings. I mean, she came 
um, to the crease when her team was really had their backs up against the wall at three for 12. So um, superb innings, love watching her play. Her stroke making is just beautiful to watch. She just got a bit nervous in those last three or four overs and went a ga- away from her natural game, unfortunately, and um, brought about that, that catch. Great innings. Still a good day, Cricket. Great day of cricket. She would be, I've no doubt, frustrated. And what a moment on uh, debut, too, for Tucker taking that court and bold. She finished with figures of one for 23. Class, I mentioned, three for 39. And the clerk, one for 41. But we're only at the end of the opening day where it stumps on day one. And the Australians, five for 251, leading by 175 runs after South Africa who were sent in with Australia winning the toss and electing to bat, knowing it was going to be a hot day and temperatures got to 41 degrees. And then a collapse we just didn't see coming from South Africa is how we begin the day. Brown in again. Back of a length, leading edge. Balloons up in the air. Easy take for Healy. And Bosch goes. The drop catch costs Australia nothing. She's out two balls later, Annika Bosch. And Australia with an early blow against South Africa. So Darcy Brown from the northern end, right arm over, starting a new over to Wolfhart. Edges again, caught! Mooney takes it, diving to her left. Wolfhart goes, and the Aussies, they haven't been made to pay. Wolfhart is out for four on strike. Tucker Sutherland bowling, bold! A golden duck! Tucker goes, first ball faced in test cricket. Sutherland goes right through her. And South Africa are at sixes and sevens. They're four for 33. Sutherland in. Edging courts. Lisa's gone. Molyneux takes the catch in the slips. That is a massive blow. They're already in deep trouble. And their last of their recognised out-and-out bats is now on her way. She takes off the gloves, drops her head. Sune Lise departs. Only two South African batters in the opening innings. Their first innings put on more than single digits. Class unbeaten on 10. Sunay lease on 26. For everybody else, it was just an awful scoreboard to look at. After Lease went, it was 5 for 41. They were all out in 31.2 overs for 76 runs. One of the reasons that they were rolled so quickly, though, was the performance of Darcy Brown with five wickets after she wrapped up the tail. Brown with three slips, gully, a backward point. Driven strongly and straight to Elise Perry at mid-off. There was no one in the vacant cover area and she directs it straight to Elise Perry who catches it in the stomach. And the eighth wicket falls. Can you believe it for South Africa? Chloe Tryon departs, trying to go for some aggression, and it fails. Brown looking for her fourth. Bowling now going full. Mlaba driving again. And the catch is taken on the bounce. Well, they're a little unsure about it. Mlaba suggesting that it was a bump ball. The Australians are celebrating, and we're going to check it. Thank you. The ball is pitched first, hit the bat. Uh, It is out. So Mlaba is going to be out. She turns and strides off the WACA ground. The half volley lifted straight to mid-off, and Darcy Brown does record her fourth wicket. Stay ready, he's bowled it. Darcy Brown goes straight through. Does not need the slips this time. The 20-year-old comes through to take her first test fifer in South Africa's innings. It's all over for 76. 
Brown finished with figures of 5 for 21, returning to the Australian Test team. Sutherland, 3 for 19. McGrath, 2 for 4. They were the wicket-takers. South Africa all out for 76 runs. Nikki Shaw, Sarah Elliott, what were you thinking? After South Africa all out for 76, we thought, well, we might be out of here by Friday. That might not be the case now. Give us your thoughts on what was a terribly disappointing performance by South Africa. It was a disappointing performance, but they bowled much better than they thought they would. Um, I thought class was actual class. She was brilliant in terms of swinging the ball early on. They took all their catches. They looked a little bit flat this afternoon um, but the heat was was stifling I don't think they've ever played anything like this um, back in back in South Africa or anything like that so look yes it was disappointing but there were some key moments for them that they need to start building on in the next four days Sarah three days but yeah I knew what you were saying to the end of the test Could you, were you surprised by how South Africa really did offer such little resistance in this test match yeah to be honest I was I, I mean I think we've all got to be realistic on South Africa's experience in Test cricket to date, not having their leadership cap there. I think we're all expecting it to be a really tough, um, tough outing for them, but not 76 runs. I think that was probably below just that lack of sort of resistance and ability to dig in. Um, they'll be disappointed with that, but I, I think, like Nikki said, this is a learning experience and they've got to take the positives from it. Um, and, you know, there was a couple of little things in the batting innings. I know um, not a heap, but a couple of things, and they can take heart from that, and they can they can improve. They're going to, they're going to have a second innings, um, and so they need to be focusing on that. And what do we do differently? For me, it was just some loose shots. I think the Australians bowled really well. They made them they asked questions of them every single ball. That was what was tough. Um, so what what do we do differently? How do we we tackle that differently? They've got another opportunity. What impact did Marazan Cap not playing have on this team? Massive, I think. It just in terms, I think. As much as anything, is she gives her team confidence. They know with her, they can win a T20 game of cricket. They can win a one day. That's what they've done in this series. So just mentally, her not in the team, you heard almost defeat in Wolvart's voice when she did the pre-game interview. The little signs were there of, we know this is going to be tough. And I think, unfortunately, that psychology sort of played into the into the 76 runs that we saw. But if the Australians thought they were going to do it easily when they came out to bat, it was anything but. Three wickets fell quickly. A top order collapse. This class is in again to Litchfield, who gets an edge and is caught. A third slip through the hands of Bosch. She was able to take it cleanly. Had them up at around about chest height. And an early wicket falls. The Australians one for six. Litchfield departs for four. Mooney and Perry at the crease, both on three. Class beginning a new over. Right arm over to Perry, edging out. Perry goes. Nicks off and Australia are two for 12. Perry out for three. Here comes Class again, bowling edge, caught. McGrath goes and South Africa are up and about. And Australia are in trouble at three for 12. They were absolutely in trouble at three for 12. Litchfield for four, Perry for three, McGrath for a duck. We've spoken to Beth Mooney here on Grandstand at Stumps. It was unlucky, well, unfortunate to be out for 78. And then Elisa Healy, the captain, the star of the show, but caught and bowled for 99. They did, however, put on a partnership of genuine merit. It wasn't easy. They had to fight their way through, and they knew that they were under real strain with South Africa up and about in the early stages of Australia's first innings. What a pair these two are. There's two slips at Gullier Point. 
Extra cover on the drive is Mooney, and she's beaten the fielder at mid-off, and that's going to be four. That's a lovely shot. Bosch bowls. Healy, oh, beautifully glided off the edge of the bat between second slip and a diving gully. That's going to go for four. Bowling. Oh, Healy crunches that pull shot over the top of mid-wicket. That's four. Elisa Healy, that brings up her half-century, her third half-century in Test Match Cricket. With her team in real trouble, the captain has delivered. Lava unfills again, sweep shot from Mooney, backward of square. It's going very fine, despite the despairing dive. No chance of stopping it. De Klerk at full stretch, but it gets past her and crashes over the rope and then into the fence for another four. And that is the half century to Beth Mooney, her fourth 50 in test match cricket for her country. What a partnership it was, Sarah Elliott. It was a delight to watch the pair of them working together. Mooney just magnificent, as we know, and Healy alongside her. But then we talk about great partnerships. And then Sutherland has come in. She's on 54 at the end of the day's play. It stumps on day one. Had another terrific partnership and brought the score from what was four for 167 to be five for 249. Two great partnerships have put Australia in a commanding position. Yeah, certainly have partnerships are what cricket's all about. Um, and Australians did a really good display of that today. Sutherland was, was terrific to watch. She really just waited her time, was really patient with her batting. And for me, shot of the day were a couple of on repeat where she just hit them straight down, um, th threw mid on, um, batted beautifully. Disappointing to see Mooney um, and Healy both out. Sutherland's still at the crease um, and she'll be looking forward to coming out tomorrow with Ash Gardner. I have to be very careful about this because Rick Finlay, our statistician, will jump on me. She doesn't have a half century at this point in time, Sutherland, but she's passed 50 twice. Because the only other time she got past 50, she went on to make 100. So can she do that? She's currently sitting on 54 alongside her Ash Gardner. His face, just the three deliveries she's yet to get off the mark. They will resume tomorrow, day two at the WACA ground. Australian five for 251 in their first inning. He's in reply to South Africa's 76. I can't believe how pleasant it is downstairs here after stumps at the WACA ground. There's a lovely sea breeze, the Fremantle Doctor, as it's known, just blowing through the ground. It was scorching earlier today, moseyed out. 41 degrees, it was officially. The photographers were telling me where they were. They had the mercury. It was 49.8. It would have been even hotter in the middle. How do both of these teams recover from that, Nikki Shaw? And how much more will that be an issue for South Africa that just aren't used to these sorts of conditions? Well, I think there was regular drinks breaks. They were, they were taken much earlier than, than usual. Uh, I did see lots of drinks coming on. It won't just be water, though. It will be electrolytes. And I think they would have been prepping a couple of days ago like it's not the day that you lose all the the fluids it's the couple of days beforehand so if they hadn't drunk um tuesday and wednesday they're really going to struggle tomorrow and we'll see more mistakes happening if that's the case now they've got all the sports science they've got all the technology they should be able to replenish those fluids as quickly as possible 
and they were doing throughout the day um, but it is tough and it's probably more tough on the mind than anything else in test match cricket that's why we call it test match um, and, and the South Africans just won't be used to that the, the Australians are tough they're going to bring it tomorrow they're going to want to absolutely pound South Africa into the ground they are not going to care whether someone's got uh, a sore leg or that someone's getting cramp and salmon in on the, the pitch like Glenn Maxwell does um, they really don't and they shouldn't care they'll just go and they'll play their best cricket uh, and they'll want to absolutely dominate this South African team. Can they respond, South Africa, from this position? Can they continue to maybe get Australia out for less than 300 and have some hope of the most ridiculous result? They've got to go into the change rooms tonight thinking that they can. Absolutely. It's going to be a big ask, but um, they'll get the new ball at some point tomorrow. They've got to make best use of that and then just to apply themselves a little bit better with the bat. I love hearing Nikki Shaw talk about how cutthroat and brutal Australia is. I hope that's memories of English days gone by. But, yeah, hopefully South Africa can bring something tomorrow and, and think there's still a chance. Really enjoyed the day with both of you, Nikki Shaw and Sarah Elliott. Also, great work from Michelle Gosko upstairs, Ben Cameron, Jenny Wallace. Great that we could bring you the first test, the first and only test of the women's summer. And it's a great way to wrap up what's been an enthralling summer of cricket. Day two begins tomorrow from the WACA ground. Just repeating that the Australians will be heading out there. 175 runs the good. Five for 251. Stumps on day one. Annabelle Sutherland unbeaten on 54. Ash Gardner yet to get off the mark. She'll be standing right alongside her. Thanks very much for your company. On behalf of the entire team, Clint Wilden. As the floodlights come on at the WACA ground, one of the most iconic sites in world sports, certainly in world cricket, but the floodlights remain here despite the redevelopment. Back with you tomorrow. Thanks for your company. Bye for now.